Hello, friends. I hope you recognize my voice. If you don't, I hope you recognize this theme song because it means it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus with Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. This is he, and I'm so glad to be with you today. We are always honored and happy uh, to be part of the broadcast family right here on WMAF along with other fine Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching ministers, hallelujah, and churches from churches that are right there local in Madison, and we're so glad that uh, uh, that they are, we are part of that great company with them and others all around this world that are publishing the great good news of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ today. So we ask that you stay tuned for this broadcast if you're listening uh, in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, we pray that you will stay tuned. If you have downloaded or are listening live from our website, we're glad that you have joined us today. Amen. And if you're hearing the gospel because WMAF streams live, what you're hearing in Madison, North Florida can be heard in South Africa and Asia and the Arctic and uh, anywhere on the globe where anyone is connected to the World Wide Web. So we welcome you today. Day. Praise God. And if you would like to come to our website, just type in T-H-C-O-G or type in Pastor Robert Venable, V as in Victor, E-N-A-B-L-E, and that will take you to our website. Google it on that big search engine, and it will take you to the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we have a great subject today, Sufficient in Christ Sufficiency. Sufficient in Christ sufficiency. We're going to be studying from Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 through 13. If you have your Bibles, turn there. If not, jot down this scripture for future reference. This is the text for our teaching on this subject, being sufficient in Christ sufficiency. You know, we're living in a time that the Bible called the last days. And in the last days, the Bible said perilous times will come. And it goes through the entire list of all of the sins uh, that a sin-darkened world that men and women would be sinking into. And because of that sin being prevalent everywhere, corrupting our culture and society, uh, the Bible called it a very dangerous time, a very perilous time. And this whole portion of Scripture of what the world would become and look like in the last days, uh, it connotates, according to scholars of Scripture, a reducing of the strength. In fact, one paraphrase says, in the last days, perilous times will come because it will be very difficult to be a Christian. Now, we want to address this reducing of the strength, this wearing down, this wearing out uh, of the saints today, amen, to where we are, we are fatigued spiritually. 
spiritually and we feel uh, like we can't overcome uh, so many uh, seducing spirits and so many temptations. Today we want to talk about not being victimized by what is happening in the world about us, but becoming victorious in Jesus Christ. In fact, as the scriptures declare, because of Jesus, we can be more than conquerors through him that loved us. So if you're feeling weak and you're feeling overwhelmed and just about to be overrun and overcome by the world's pressures and Satan's temptations, this teaching is for you today. And I believe every one of us to some degree or another, minister or layman, uh, every Christian on this planet is feeling the pull of this world. And we are upstream Christians in a downstream world. We are, if you're following Christ today, we are living counter culture because the culture is flowing quickly away from God, away from His light, His truth into the darkness of deception. Listen very carefully today. God is calling His people to live a life of victory in this last day when the the temptation is to give in, to go with the flow, and in some cases to even give up. Today we want to be an encouragement to you that even in our weakness we can find the strength that we need to overcome. Come, hallelujah. So this is an important, vitally important uh, message that we are bringing to people that would be living in those days that are called the last days, uh, that has the very, by the very uh, uh, atmosphere of the world about us to, re- to reduce our strength and how we need to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, who faced such difficulty and persecution, who acknowledged his weakness before God and found the strength that he needed to overcome and live such a victorious life and leave such a victorious testimony. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And listen carefully. It says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now, if he said, I can do all things, and left out the second part, through Christ which strengtheneth me. We might think of Paul's great faith, something that was intrinsic to maybe his character, his positive attitude, his his powerful uh, self-assurance. That's not what this is talking about. He was very confident that he could 
and would overcome every obstacle and live a victorious Christian life and leave a testimony, a legacy of faith that we all can follow today. Amen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Matthew Henry comments in his great commentary on this verse of Scripture, Christ which strengtheneth me, denotes a present and continued act, not a one-time event, but a continual act of God day to day, moment to moment. I like what the Amplified said uh, uh, concerning this scripture and the way it interprets it. It said, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything. I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It does not mean self-confidence apart from Jesus Christ, but rather a confidence that His provision for us is adequate for anything that we may encounter. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 5 says it clearly, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. We have confidence because our sufficiency is of God. We take courage because He is our strength. Jesus strengthens us when we receive three pillars of support. And that's what we want to talk about today. Paul was confident that he could overcome because his confidence was in God's provision for him. It wasn't faith in his faith. It was faith in God's faithfulness. There's a vast difference when I hear faith uh, taught or preached as a force within us that somehow mystically and, uh, and mightily comes forth as we read His promises in the Word or we study the Scripture. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Listen, faith does come by hearing, and hearing does come by the Word of God. But the Word of God does not produce a mystical force within. It absolutely reveals a person in whom we put our trust. So that our faith is not in our faith, but our faith is in His faithfulness. That's why the very weakest Christian can be strengthened by God to overcome anything that life throws at him or her, anything that the devil tries to do against them. There is something called the shield of faith, whereby we can quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. And the more we get to know the person that the Scriptures present unto us, not just the promises, because I want to tell you something about a promise uh, that you should already know. A promise is only as good as the person who makes it. 
in order to stand on the promises, we have to know uh, and trust the person who makes the promise. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. For in the Word of God, my dear friends, we have a person presented unto us. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when we begin to trust in Him because we consider Him faithful, that promises us, then the promises of God become yea and amen to everyone that believes that God is faithful. Hallelujah. We know that He has all power and can do all things. We know that He has all wisdom and knowledge and knows how to do all things. Omnipotent and omniscient God. But is He all love? And will He do it for you? And do it for me. This is that flashpoint of faith. Where it stands or it falls. And I believe the more we get to know the person who gave the promise. The more we'll be able to stand upon the promise. And the more we'll be able to find the strength from him that we need. You know the Bible said we are to look to Jesus. Who is the author and the finisher of our faith to consider him that suffered such a great contradiction of sinners against himself lest we would become weary and faint in our own mind let's look at these three pillars of support that caused paul to be able to say i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me listen very carefully number one was sufficient grace Number one, the first pillar of strength in the Apostle Paul's life was the sufficiency of God's grace. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9 says it very clearly. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace, those words involve omnipotence, omniscience, the possession of all divine resources, the perfect knowledge of all human needs, and the perpetual presence of Christ everywhere with His people. His grace is exhaustless, absolutely adequate, and absolutely unfailing. The promise of His presence and power gave Paul courage and confidence no matter what he faced. Paul declared that it was his acknowledgement of his own weakness in and of himself that qualified him for Christ's power to rest upon him. Paul said, I will glory in my infirmities, actually, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, friend, acknowledging our weakness and looking to Jesus exclusively for our strength will qualify us for God's grace. 
and the sufficiency of God's grace will be discovered, not in our, our mountaintop experience and our, our sense of our own, uh, our own innate ability to stand, which is really uh, an illusion. Oh, friend of mine, if you are standing today, you're being supported by this pillar of God's grace. Praise God. Second Corinthians 12.10 says, Paul said, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in necessities and persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Praise God. Today, the grace of God is, listen, I want to explain that a moment. Uh, grace uh, in an acronym would be using the letters of grace. It's a very simplistic way of of trying to get an understanding of grace. When God said my grace is sufficient, it's not an understanding of what grace is. It is an it is an experience of what grace does. I want to say that again. It's not just an understanding. You don't find sufficient strength in a theological understanding of the term grace, not understanding what it is, but experiencing what it does and what it provides for you and for me. So in the understanding of what grace is, an acronym for each of the letters of grace is used very accurately, frequently. Grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. A simplistic sentence description, descriptive of grace, is, is God's uh, unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. Something we cannot earn. Something we do not deserve. And yet God grants it. And it's called grace. Hallelujah. By grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God. And not of works lest any man should boast. But that's what grace is. But here's what grace does. Grace allows us to come into the presence of a holy God, to approach His throne and be fully accepted of Him. The Bible said we don't have a high priest that cannot be uh, touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we might obtain what grace has provided. Hallelujah! Mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. You see, not only can we go behind the veil, and come into the distinct, direct presence of a holy God and be accepted by Him because of the blood of Christ. But God can come from behind the veil and come to us in the time of our need and communicate His peace and His strength by the Holy Spirit into your life and into my life. Amen. Paul was standing because of this great pillar of strength, the grace of God. You know, he had uh, a, a, a buffeting devil that was special agent is what it actually means when it said there was an emissary sent from Satan to buffet me. And I prayed, he said, three times for this to be taken away. And in his, uh, his 
not understanding why, that the difficulty was not immediately removed, the barrier, the persecution, that that bugged him, bothered him, and, and actually began to weaken him because of its consistent problems and persecutions that this this devil, this demon actually from hell was stirring up trouble everywhere Paul went. And he said, Lord, if you'll just remove this, if you remove this, I can powerfully preach the gospel. I can, I can, I can just stand and declare your truth without this distraction, this rush, disruption, this constant thing in my life. And heaven did not answer his prayer. And in his questioning, like we all do, why? God began to speak to him about this first pillar of strength that he would need to stand and overcome every test that he would face and overcome this enemy of the gospel and this enemy of his own soul. Hallelujah. When God said, my grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is perfected in weakness, he understood that whatever weakened him in his own confidence in himself, whatever weakened him and brought him to an end of himself, actually served to bring him to a pure and absolute and exclusive faith in God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you don't, you don't get there uh, by learning what grace is. You get there by experiencing what grace does. And you don't qualify for the strength that comes through this supporting pillar to your faith until, I didn't say pillow, I said pillar. Amen. This is not so you can live a life of ease. This is like no matter what you face, you can live a life of victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. My grace is sufficient. Paul got it when, G, when, when he heard it from God. He got it because he knew what, he, what happened when he faced these things and he came to the end of himself and he looked to God. He found in that looking to God, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. He found everything that he needed to, to, to bring him through whatever he was facing. And he said, you know, when the tests come that, that bring me to an end of myself, I know when I look to God with everything I am and not look to myself, what I can take, what I can stand to my emotions, but to the Spirit of God to come and impart to me the strength that I need. Grace allows the Holy Spirit to come. Hallelujah. And impart to us what we do not have and cannot achieve in and of ourselves. God doesn't want you and me to be self-confident, but He wants to be us to be confident in Him and therefore competent to run with patience the race and to do the work that He's assigned to us and not draw back and not give in and not give up. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is perfected in weakness. One uh, very loose paraphrase says it well, my strength shows up best in weak people. 
When I think of the Apostle Paul, I do not think of a weak man. I think of a paragon of power and strength. And indeed, that's what he lived out in his life. But he didn't do that because it was intrinsic to him. That, that he had this inner resolve, this great capacity to believe. No, he discovered the sufficiency of grace. And you will never discover that. And I will never discover that until we come to an end of ourself. But the day that we do, we will discover the sufficiency of His great grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians at Corinth, and he was very candid and open. For he said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble that we experienced in Asia how we were pressed beyond measure, pressed beyond measure, and despaired of life itself. They just wanted to go on to heaven and get out from under the pressures and the persecutions that that was being stirred up by the enemy when they went to preach the gospel in Asia. You may be a pastor today and the pressure is on and persecution is there and the the enemy may be causing trouble in your home and in your marriage and certainly in your church. I want to encourage you today as you find yourself uh, coming to an end of yourself, becoming discouraged and even disgusted with ministry, I want to encourage you today to find this pillar of strength and faith that Paul discovered. Listen to what he said. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble that we experienced in Asia, how that we were pressed beyond measure and despaired of life itself, that we might learn not to trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. You will never, I will never learn that uh, in a seminary, just listening uh, to what grace is until I experience what grace does. You learn it when you come to an end of yourself and you feel like you can't take another step and you feel like you can't take another hit from the enemy and you feel like there is there is no hope and no help and you look to God and cry out to Him and, and you look to Christ with everything that you are and everything that you have and suddenly you discover that you find the strength that you need was in Him all the time. But it was in Him, not Him adding His strength to yours, but Him taking over when all of your strength is depleted. Glory to God. Amen. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, I used to see the yoke of of oxen. You know, my head in one side, Christ coming and putting his head in the other, and together we're pulling. Listen, there's something very wrong about that, and that's the side that my head is in. There's where the weakness is. The only strength is in what Jesus can do, not what I can do. That's why Paul said, we don't have any sufficiency in ourselves. None whatsoever. We have nothing intrinsic to us. But our sufficiency is of the Lord. And when we are weak and we look to Him with an exclusive faith in His faithfulness and what He has to offer us, it is then and there 
that we find the strength that we need to rise up, the strength that we need to overcome. Hallelujah. We learn those lessons by coming to an end of ourselves. That's why he prayed three times. And if God had answered in the first time or the second time or even the third time and gave Paul what he wanted, a removing of the circumstances that brought him to an end of himself, he would have never discovered this pillar of strength that is essential to all Christian victory. He would never have discovered the sufficiency of grace. God wasn't denying him the prayer. He was going to answer in a way that would strengthen him with a, a faith in God's faithfulness and God's provision, not a faith in his own ability to build his faith up personally to overcome. Because any time that there's a faith message that makes you independent from God instead of more dependent on God, it is a faith message that is terribly out of balance. Faith in your faith will fail as soon as your faith fails. And it is, it is presumption and pride, uh, that, 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 that would dare to imply that my faith will never shake, could never fail. Ah, oh, but it's humble faith in the, in the faithfulness of God that will bring us to that victory that cannot be shaken because His faithfulness simply will not fail. Praise God. Oh, today, friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, before this broadcast is over today, right in these closing moments, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. And today, today can be the day of salvation for you. And you may be saying, I'm too weak to follow through. I will stumble. I will fall. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and go to church. I'm not asking you to just start going to church. I'm asking you to come to Christ and receive Him as your Savior. And let Him impart to you not only saving grace, but strengthening grace that you might be able to follow Him like Paul followed Him. And if you're a Christian today and you feel overwhelmed and you feel so weak that you don't believe you can overcome, I want you to rise up and recognize God is standing ready. Look to Him. He will give you the grace to stand. Oh, will you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.